listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 287. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the, are you caffeinated enough for this? John Brownstone. I am. I am. I've had a cup of hot coffee and halfway through a cup of iced. And I will top you up with more because oh, yeah. if you're not caffeinated, we can't go on. That's true. Life as we know it will end. Mm-hmm. The universe wouldn't implode. Yeah, we can't have that. So see, <laughs> me pumping you full of coffee uh, means that I save the world yeah. every damn day. Absolutely. Okay, I'll take it. This week, we're talking about something that's important to establishing a power exchange, but almost never really gets talked about, at least not where I've been paying attention. And that is the reality that to do this, part of what you have to do is change old habits and form new habits in order to actually do all the things you said you're gonna do in your dynamic. So let's talk about it. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter, at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS and the number one, so that's at Loving DS one, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes, and if for whatever reason your podcast app is not loading the show notes, you can find those at lovingbdsm.net. A big thanks, as always, to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We appreciate the fuck out of you. (laughs) If you would like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content, like an extra behind-the-scenes podcast episode, and a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, join us at Patreon at patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so before we get into this week's topic, real quick, uh, just a reminder that your shop, The Kinkery, mm-hmm. found at thekinkery.com, is still celebrating uh, its one-year anniversary. Yeah. October 22nd was the official one year. Uh, we're celebrating with a sale. Uh, use code one year, all spelled out, O-N-E-Y-E-A-R, and you will save 10% off of your order. Um, that works on everything except for gift cards. Yes, we sell gift cards too if you ever need a fast present for the kinky friend in your life. Um, so yeah, we talked about that last week. We've done some mm-hmm. stuff online. New products are out. Gorgeous paddles. You're restocking left and right. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, so uh, if you're interested, thekinkery.com. Use code one year. That coupon code gets you 10% off and is good through the end of October 31st, uh, 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because that's our time zone. Um, so yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Mm. We shall get into the topic and... The meat and potatoes. I tried to be a professional grown-up and make actual notes on, so we could have a direction for this. Because wow. as with all of the topics that we take on that, uh, usually especially the first time, they're kind of big. And there's a lot that be, can be said about this. Um, because we're talking about habits and the the reality that we are changing old habits, forming new habits. I'm sure there's gonna be one, an urge from me and two, a desire from somebody out there for us to talk about exactly how to do that. I feel like that is too big for this particular episode and that would be a great future topic. I just want to acknowledge the fucking reality of it Uh. because 
I think that maybe uh, nothing's universal. So I don't think everybody goes through this in the same way all the time, you know, whatever. But it does feel like a thing that is very much just a realistic part of power exchange. But I personally have not come across anybody talking about that, especially since it's, you know, scientifically speaking, it's hard to change habits and form new habits. So Mm -hmm. that could explain some, not all issues people have in their power exchange. So it's like, well, let's just fucking talk about it. So... This is more of a broad overview of the fact that this is a thing and maybe some examples of how this has impacted our power exchange and so you can think about it. And then if there's interest in a future episode, we can maybe get into some ideas about how to change old habits and all of that. I'm sure some of that will come up in this, but it's not the main point for me is what I'm saying. So expectation management. Um, the, the thing that comes to mind about this and why, um, I thought about this in terms of power exchange is that there's a lot that we do in power exchange. Not every power exchange is the same. So this won't affect every relationship in the same way, but in many power exchanges, ours included, we created a set of expectations for how we would behave and mm-hmm. things that we would do. Now, the behavior was fairly simple. I will speak with a respectful tone. Sometimes that's a sassy, respectful tone. But <laughs> underneath, in a really subtle way, if you squint your eyes and like press your ear real close to it, even at my sassiest, you can hear the respect. If you can't hear the respect, you're not listening hard enough. That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> okay, let me uh, just get out of the way for when the lightning bolt comes down. Yeah. Let my uh, my uh, fellow sassy ones know what I'm talking So, you know, in terms of ongoing constant behavior, that was, for us, that was mostly it. Um, you had sort of pledged you would also always be respectful to me. Mm-hmm. And yes, sometimes I have to squint and lean in and put my ear real close to it to hear it when we're having a moment. But yes, (laughs) Um, in terms of behavior patterns, you know, Mm -hmm. I have over time, multiple times changed my routine, but I created and changed routines to accommodate the things I said I would do. Same with you. Some have been kind of easy when we were long distance doing a morning check in a, a text message right. for hello or a phone call for hello that was yes it was the changing of a habit but it was something we wanted to do because it was how we could connect so Correct. that felt a little less difficult to do whereas remembering to have your coffee pot ready every night so even now all these years later is sometimes not easy to remember to do and these are all habits like there's a lot that goes into why we're doing things and our reasonings behind them and our motivations behind them but ultimately we're creating patterns within our life of things that we will do or will not do and sometimes it's a complete departure from the way we used to do things before and that's what this is right so um Let's talk about it. I'm trying to go through my notes and pretend I'm a professional, y'all. So I did, I think that talking about habits in general is simplified a little too much. Sometimes it's sort of like, oh, well, you want to be a different person or do a different thing. So just change how you do stuff. 
y'all, it's just not that simple. Um, I found an article that I have linked in the places um, in Psychology Today. The article was about why, the crux of the article is why it's hard to change bad habits, like things you don't mm. want to be doing. You, you rationally go, I should not be doing this. This is not good for me. And you still struggle. And one of the things, one of the reasons was about how we're wired. And the article said, neurons located in the habit formation region of the brain fire at the beginning of a new behavior. They subside while the behavior occurs and then fire again once the behavior is finished. Over time, patterns form both in what we're doing and in our brain. So we're literally wiring ourselves to do things, mm -hmm. which is why to unwire yourself for that thing and rewire yourself for another thing can feel very difficult. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I've talked about this before in the past. One of the um, most basic ways to understand this is say you're driving to work, mm -hmm. all right? You take the same route to and from work every day. And I think we've all been there at one point or another where you arrive at work or you arrive at home and you don't really remember the ride. Right. It, it's almost like, you know, oh yeah, I, I, I came home on autopilot. Mm -hmm. and, it, it, and it's because you have formed a habit of taking a specific route. Mm -hmm. you, you don't need to actually engage your brain. You have those, those habits ingrained, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. particular habit. And then comes a point, you know, whether they're doing construction on your normal route, you take a different one and you have to consciously think about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you literally have to retrain your brain. Right. And you are more aware. And the, I can't remember which resource I got it from. It might've been a Gretchen Rubin book who I have, will mention in a moment in my notes because mm -hmm. I'm trying to be organized. Um, the resource I read ages ago talked about how because you've, the habits we form and because it's literally part of how we wire our brain for a very simplistic explanation, actual neuro blah -de blah people, professionals would explain it better, but we basically wired our brain a certain way. Um, when we fall into a habit and we do something out of habit, we are actually saving energy because it's, the brain doesn't need as much computing power to do mm -hmm. it. You already know what to do. You just have to follow that routine and that habit. Whereas when we're changing a habit or we're doing something new, it actually takes more energy because you have to be fully in the moment and present to do the thing. And mm -hmm. then it takes, and I've seen a bunch of different numbers from anywhere from 21 days to 30 days to 90 days to, I don't know how long it it takes to actually redo your habit and I go mean, from I've, one habit to another. I, I've, I've, heard as little, I've heard as little as 10 days in some cases. And I, and yeah. I would call bullshit on that for it to be rewired in you. I'm skeptical of that. But whatever, however long it takes, and I'll bet like everything, it's personal to each of us. Mm -hmm. It might take me 30 days and it might take you 25 days. Who the fuck knows? It is, it is about energy expenditure. So when you're tired, if you ever notice that you fall back into really old patterns, even ones you don't like about yourself when you're super tired or you're super stressed or you don't feel well, that is part of why. You know, there's there's lots of things that go into the why of why we do things. Mm -hmm. Like there's coping mechanisms we learned as kids. There are protective strategies we learn in times of trauma and trouble. There are things that were easier and made sense at one point in life that even though they don't serve us now, it's physically just 
easier to do. So mm -hmm. if you ever fall back into an old habit or pattern that you were trying to change and you don't want to be doing, or you know is not how it's supposed to go in your power exchange, I'm thinking of all the times I'm like, why yes, in my power exchange, I go to bed between 10 and 10.30. Oh, but when left to my own devices, <laughs> I can like yeah. miss the clock and it's not a purposeful, like, ha 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 ha, I'm gonna stay up late. It's like a, oh, without that reminder, with left to myself in this state, I'll go, I'll go right back into what I've done for years and years. You'll stay up all night. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> um, but if you find that that happens, think about how tired you were. Think about how stressed out you were. It's very possible your brain just took a sh shortcut. It was using energy in other places for other things. And it's not a failing necessarily, let's put air quotes on that word, failing to slip up and forget and to repeat old patterns, even though you're actively trying to change them. It there's a lot of reasons why it could happen. One of those many, many reasons is how difficult it is to change habits and what's going on in your body and brain. And if your body's gonna try and conserve and your brain's gonna try and conserve energy, that's gonna be an easy way to do it because there's no, there's less processing power to doing a thing mm -hmm. that you have the muscle memory to do that you've done 20, 30, 40 years. Um, that being said, those kind that kind of rationale and thinking is what makes me think about starting a new workout routine, um, changing how I eat, um, going to bed at an earlier time, scrolling less often on my phone, uh, like some of the stuff that we know we ought to do, but mm, we don't really necessarily want to, but we kind of do. But in power exchange, I can see where it gets like, People can, and I've done this myself, you think, well, this should not apply. I actively want this power exchange. I'm mm -hmm. going in, you know, ready to go. Let's, I've agreed to this. I've got this laundry list of things. I'm excited, new relationship energy. This mm -hmm. should be easy. And I think sometimes it is. Yeah. And then sometimes it's not for all the reasons that changing habits is not always easy. So I thought about some of our, things where we were we had great intentions at the beginning and we fell the fuck down <laughs> and i do feel like sometimes changing patterns of behavior and habits has kind of the same ride and arc as new relationship energy hmm. so yeah. when it's a change i'm excited about i think the ones that you're not excited about that you just kind of know you, you need to do or somebody's told you have to do and you really don't want to these have their own way but the stuff we're excited about, uh, you're gonna, you know, tell me what to do every morning at 8 a.m. It isn't that exciting because you're the dom and I'm the sub and this is gonna be great. And I think in the beginning when it's new and exciting mm -hmm. and you're very in touch with your power exchange, it is fairly it, easy, right? If things don't get in the way and you don't get stressed about something else and everything's kind of going smoothly, it is easy. And then there comes a point where it's no longer exciting it's fine you don't dislike it but that high of look at this kink thing we're mm -hmm. doing fades because it's what happens it's the natural arc of all of that it happens in relationships even when you're madly deeply in lusty kink with one another the excitement will fade to a certain degree and that's when i find for us <laughs> that habits fall off like the, yeah. the good intentions just aren't going to get us through and i'm thinking back to the many 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 times over the course of our power exchange, I said to you, Daddy, will you help me stay on track with 
extras. Will you help mm -hmm. me stay on track with you know, this way I want to eat? Um, can I come to you for permission with this? Will you oversee that? And we have, this is where the idea of it's all about habits kind of falls apart. We've had to tweak that because yes. it's not just about you forming the habit to do the thing and me forming the habit to check in with you and all that. It also has to fit with how you want to be spending your time and yes. whether it's a task or a, a responsibility that fits with how you want to be a dominant and fits with your life. And so we've tried this many, many times because we had to keep tweaking to try to find the fit of the un enough level of responsibility and accountability from you to keep me on track, but not so much that you got overwhelmed. And that is right. a tricky balance. Mm -hmm. I think we probably need to do an episode at some point on the balancing act of that <laughs> stuff. How I'll, many plates can you juggle? I'll make a note. <laughs> we'll do that in the future. <laughs> but what I have found when I think back over all those times is that one or both of us will start that. We'll, we'll sit down. We'll do the negotiation. I'll ask. We'll do the negotiation. Mm -hmm. We'll set up parameters. I get really excited because I make a chart and I love me a chart. And we've got a list of things and we have a way we're going to try and do it. And we even say to ourselves, we will check in. We will tweak this. If something's mm -hmm. not working, one of us will speak up and we say and do all the right things. And I am always committed to those goals in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> we start, we start strong. Oh yeah. I'm doing the thing and asking and you're doing the thing and you're following up or you're giving permission or you're attentive when I am asking and we, and we're going and it's, it's a conscious thing. It is still easy to slip up and forget. And then you have to go through however your power exchange does it of, holy shit, I messed up. I'm so sorry you know, is there a consequence for this? Or, you know, am I forgiven? Do I just, do I get another try? Like, how are we working it? Mm -hmm. And that happens because that is the part of the hard part of changing a habit. If I have always just eaten a certain food or not worked out at a certain time and I get tired or I get forgetful, I'll slip back into old patterns, right? That's part mm -hmm. of what we're talking about. But what I've noticed in power exchange is we start out strong. We get a week, sometimes two weeks and whatever our dynamic routine is, we're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it. And then, and the, nobody is, no one person is to blame here because we've each done it to mm -hmm. each other back and forth. One of us doesn't do whatever the thing was we said. One of us doesn't ask permission. One of us doesn't answer the question. One of us doesn't check in. And when we're, when at least one of us is really committed to a thing, one of us will call the other one out. Meaning right. if I didn't do a thing and say, hey, I did a thing, you would be like, hey, baby girl. What's going on here? Right, or if I'm needing permission and I'm not getting it and you're not responding, I will come to you later and go, hey, was there a problem? Mm -hmm. But when neither one of us is really like stuck to the habit and invested in the thing, one of us doesn't do a thing, the other one, it crickets. And I don't mean y'all, <laughs> I mean just, it's like, oh, and then we forget. And then I think the last time we tried to do a managing my health, weight loss, diet, exercise plan, we went like a week. I know. Before one of us went, what happened with that? Right. And I'll, I'll back up and say there are a lot of reasons why ha new habits with good intentions fall off, especially if it's not what you want to be doing or there's something else going on or there's an, an outside stressor. But also it's because the excitement of the new thing 
has worn off. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and there, the thing I like about power exchange is that in many cases, we hold each other accountable. There is accountability right. there. And we are each responsible for that. So if you don't do a thing that you agreed to do, it is my responsibility to come to you later in the right time and in the right tone to go, hey, what happened there? What was going on? But in this <laughs> one type of case, whew, we will easily just let that slide and be like, oh, well, that was really tough. This isn't exciting anymore. Are we really invested in it? He didn't say anything, so I won't say anything. And then the habit never gets fully changed over because now it's no longer exciting to do to be conscientiously aware mm-hmm. of it. And you're kind of in the grind of forming the new habit, even when the higher part of your mind goes, there's a reason for this. And if I just keep going, I can get to it. But mm-hmm. the other part of your mind is like, I'm tired and this is hard and I don't care. <laughs> and he didn't care. And if he didn't care and I don't care, then nobody cares. And I think that's how sometimes in power exchange, your great intentions for these things you're going to do fall, fall short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, you know, change, change is very difficult for most people to begin with, um, you know, sometimes it's change we want, right? And even though we want it, mm-hmm. it's easy to have a part that rebels against it. Oh yeah, there's lots of things I want that some base part of me is like, "Fuck that yeah. shit! That's too fucking hard." <laughs> and and I I I have come to understand this. There there are certain things. Even if we have a habit that is not good for us. Mm, and we have several and, of those. Yeah. There is a, a certain comfort level to yes. it. And that is what makes it difficult. Yes, because you're giving, you have to be uncomfortable for a little bit of time to change that habit that even though you're going, this is really bad for me and I am yeah. not a better person for this thing mm-hmm. I do, but... The ease of this, the familiarity of this is more is comfortable and the discomfort is tiring. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Power exchange is not, is not is not like somehow separate from that. Again, there are things that we get really excited to do. Us creating a system and a schedule and a habit of how often we communicated in long distance. Mm-hmm. That Never, I don't remember that ever feeling hard. No. Were there challenging times where we wanted to talk and we couldn't, or one of us was kind of tired and we felt like, oh, I could have skipped this phone call, but then we were glad we didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the setting up of that habit, I think part of that was out of the necessity of it. If we had not created that habit and stuck with it and enjoyed it so much when we were talking and connecting, that would have been a lot more difficult. Mm -hmm. And I think there is something in that, especially since we are talking about power exchange, but the more invested you are and the more that you need, truly need this habit for the thing to happen at all, I'm not gonna say it's easier, but it, the effort doesn't feel quite as much. Mm-hmm. Like you just kind of do the thing because this is the only way you're gonna have this relationship is by doing the thing. But then I think of the smaller things that I hear a lot of kinksters complain about. The, um, we said a thing that they would always text me when they get home or they would always Mm -hmm. text me first thing in the morning or they would always ask for this you know for permission for this thing or whatever it might be and then the complaint being 
but they don't, but they forget. And how can I trust them? And how do I know this relationship is real? And those are valid thoughts and concerns. Mm -hmm. If somebody is not holding up their end of the deal, no, how can you trust them? And how can you rely upon them? And I would not, I'm not negating that reality by also saying, but is it a habit that's difficult for them to change? They just, either maybe they don't have the incentive yet to change and that, hey, that is where power exchange can come in handy if it is a submissive trying to change habits and is willing to consent to there being consequences or incentives to change that habit. Like, you know, you have to have the agreement. Mm -hmm. It's harder though, when it's the dominant, because what's a submissive gonna do? Like, I can't put daddy in the corner. That's not how this works, okay? <laughs> I can express my disappointment. Mm -hmm. I can do the thing that you both honor, respect, and don't mind, but also you wish happened less and have mm -hmm. sit down and have very serious conversations about our feelings, because isn't that fun to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> and come to you and go, daddy, we need to have a conversation about mm -hmm. this thing. Like, but I wonder if sometimes if we back up from the, they're not consistently doing this thing. And mm -hmm. if everything else is mostly okay and on the right track, if we stop automatically going to the, well, they clearly don't really want it or they suck as a kingster or whatever and go, is this, a, is this an ingrained habit they're struggling to change? Is yeah. this like, I was fortunate when we were LDR, you called me. Yes. So all I had to do was pick up the damn phone. I didn't actually have to physically do anything. And you allowed me to mumble at 5 a.m. into your ear. And we called that a hello. Right. You actually had to do the the precipitating act. You had to do the thing that set it right, up. Right, right. Well, that was because, one, there was a, a time difference sure. between us. An, sure. an hour time difference. So while I'm heading to work... You still weren't quite out of bed yet. I wasn't. You yeah. were my alarm for a right. while. But that's the thing. So I, it's easy for me to say, well, you should just call me. That shouldn't be that difficult because I'm not the one actually having to do the new act, right? You, on the other hand, riding a motorcycle had to stop somewhere mm -hmm. and make that phone call. Right. And so that, I think, was a large enough action. It wasn't just a mindless, let me pick up my phone and do a thing where I can get easily distracted. Is I'm riding this motorcycle, I'm gonna pull off into this parking lot, I'm gonna stop, <laughs> undo my gear, and then make a phone call. There's a lot there yeah. that I think is easier to remember. Um, but I still vaguely remember struggling with the text me when you get home. The, for me, the way I kept that in mm -hmm. my mind especially if it was something you had told me at like eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> and it's now eight o'clock at night and it's been a long day. It was, I was, I remembered consciously telling myself, don't forget, you have to text them when you get home. You have to text them when you get home. You have to text them when you get home. And I'm not gonna lie. There were many, many nights. I got home, waved at my children. I peed, I changed pee. And then I went, oh shit, I'm home. <laughs> 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 because outside of you being right there and you being like, in the back of my mind, the habit was do these mm -hmm. things in this order. And I had to be very conscientious to remind myself, mm, switch the order until one day I did it so often, it's just what I did. Yeah. And ultimately that's what a habit is. You just do it so often, it's just what you do. So if you are setting up requirements in your power exchange for either side of the slash that are small things, and I get, I get the feeling of this is not a, 
a big thing. Why is this so hard to do? Sometimes it's because they're an asshole and they don't care. I get that. I'm not going to pretend otherwise. But sometimes it's, oh, shit, they haven't found the method that works for them to help them remember to do those things, right? And so they have not formed that habit yet. And then this is the tiring part, and it's why you and I fall down on the health thing, always. Uh, (laughs) It's exhausting to be the one to keep going back, going, here I am to hold you kind of accountable. You agreed to do this thing, and you're not doing this thing consistently, and it's a problem, and that is absolutely a conversation you need to have. Right, and yeah, yeah. then there's a point where, you know, okay, I don't think this is working. What can we do to change this? But so it can work. Right. And that's the conversation that has to happen. But as somebody who's had that conversation with the man of my dreams, my fucking soulmate, if those things exist, everything else was good. And it was this one thing. Eventually you go, I'm not having this conversation again. We're just, we just won't do it. Or I'll wait for you to bring it up and then we'll go back to it. Because Mm -hmm. the first time you go, Hey, we were going to do this thing, right? You said you would do this thing. And I said, I would do that thing. And this is what we're going to do. And the other person goes, Oh God, that's right. Okay. Let's work through it. Let's tweak it. Let's, you know, let me apologize, whatever. And then the second time, and then the third time, And everybody has their point where they're either just not going to do that anymore and the relationship's over. And I'll say this, if you are having that conversation on a laundry list of things in your power exchange, that's not about struggling with changing habits so much as that is a struggling to commit to this relationship. That is my opinion. Others can disagree. But when everything else is genuinely mostly good, like our power Mm -hmm. exchange is strong. It was this one thing we could not make happen. By the fifth time, I was like, and it wasn't like I was angry at you. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I was disappointed in you or thought, oh, he's just not a very good dumb. I was like, this is just not happening. There's something else here. We cannot get this together. We cannot form these habits. We cannot, you know, and I'm tired of having the conversation. And so for me, I kind of went, I'm going to drop it. It's now kind of the joke in our relationship that this is the thing that started our power exchange. (laughs) And it is the only thing we cannot keep going (laughs) consistently. Yeah. Yeah. And and yet, on the other hand, I I am very um, grateful. How do I how do I put it? Um, You know, lately, Mm -hmm. the way life has been coming at us. (laughs) Yeah. I am grateful we have not tried to implement anything new, anything different. I mean, uh-uh. I, don't get me wrong. I've, I've had some thoughts that, that I would love to approach with you. <laughs> but right now, yeah, there there is nothing that I can do to approach that. And what I am grateful for is I find myself right now leaning on what we do have Mm -hmm. in our power exchange. Yes. Mm -hmm. But the thought of implementing anything new right now and and changing something? Mm -mm. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. And I think that's another thing to consider. So if you were trying to make changes to your power exchange or you're just trying to set up your power exchange or you're trying to get into your routine with your power exchange, you... It doesn't exist in a bubble. It's not in a vacuum. Like you got to look at everything. What is going on in your life, their life, 
the world. Like if you are just stressed out about the dumpster fire that is life in the year of our Lord, 2021, yeah. I could see where it would be difficult to like add in new routines and habits. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that that can easily be said at any time. Oh, you know, there, there's no good course. time. There's never a good time, you know. But I, there's a difference but, between I just don't want to go through the discomfort of a change and also my world is on fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't yeah. have the capacity. And that's another thing to remember. I might have the capacity, but I have to respect the fact that you don't have the capacity. Mm-hmm. We can look at the same world at the same time, the same set of circumstances and have two completely different reactions to that. And mm-hmm. I don't have to understand that, understand maybe your perspective of why you're reacting the way you are to respect and honor that. For some people, that's gonna mean you're not compatible with that person for a power exchange right now. They can't do the things you need them to do. Sometimes if everything else is generally good, it means we have to use the word I hate the most in the world and that's patience and wait for them to get to a better point to Mm -hmm. be able to do that. And yes, it is absolutely a cop out that somebody could use of, oh, well life is just too hard, but they're copping out on every fucking thing. They don't want to do any (laughs) of the hard shit. It's not just this one thing, right? Like that's when you gotta, again, Look at the whole picture right. of what this is. If if everything else is mostly okay and you're struggling here with n- implementing a new routine, a new task, a new set of protocols, a new way of doing something in your power exchange, but everything else is mostly okay, one of those reasons could be the difficulty in changing a habit or, mm-hmm. or setting a new routine. Uh, if it's everything, that's a whole different story and you have to have a deeper, bigger conversation. But that, I mean, I agree. If you came to me right now and went, here's a laundry list of things I would like us to change in our relationship, I would just start <laughs> crying. Like, yeah. as long as right now, what we maintain and the routines we have set offer the comfort of familiarity. Mm-hmm. They are easier to do and don't require as much thought. Still some thought. I still, on a hard day, have to go, shit, did I do the coffee pot? Oh, shit, have I made coffee this morning? Like, I, even now, because even though it's been years in a moment of being really tired or really stressed, I will just go back to patterns of the what 30 years prior to knowing you when I didn't have to do any of that. Like that's actually a stronger ingrained habit than seven years of doing that. Maybe one day that will flip. I guess mm-hmm. I have to get to my sixties when that will finally flip. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah. So even if it would be exciting to try something new, there's still the effort of trying something new. And in this phase of our life, I would only be willing to do that if we could um, both have the agreement and understanding of exactly how this will ultimately improve things in both the (laughs) short term and the long term, Mm -hmm. because that's the case you're gonna have to make for me to want to come out of a certain level of comfort in a high stress time. But the thing I was thinking about is this is, we say this a lot and we say it for a lot of different reasons and this is one of them when you are starting a new power exchange dynamic, this is why we say, start with one thing. Mm-hmm. Get that one thing down before you add in the rest of your wish list of what this power exchange looks like. There's a lot of reasons to do that. There's um, getting good at communicating. There's you know decreasing overwhelm. Also, there is just the hard work of forming a new habit. And I think that for some people, not all, 
um, it can be a little demoralizing to say yes to 10 tasks and then to fail at 10 of them and not <laughs> get them right you know, immediately or to forget all the time or to be constantly going, oh my God, I'm about to forget. Oh my God, what do I have to remember? Oh my, and, and to feel frazzled because you're trying to have this power exchange that you really want, but there's a lot to do. So if you start with one thing, you eliminate a lot of that. The overwhelm is reduced greatly. Mm -hmm. You maybe give yourself enough time to form mostly a habit. You haven't completely rewired your brain yet, but it feels a little bit more natural. Like you keep doing it until it's like, yes, that's right, this is what I do. With the understanding and the caveat that in times of stress, of exhaustion, of illness, it will be still be kind of easy to fall back into mm -hmm. an old habit. Um, but, and then add more on top of it. Like if you needed another reason to go slow when implementing a power exchange, this would be one of them. Give yourselves time to actually start forming these habits and see how you do and see what works for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a lot more notes. I do <laughs> want to touch on, because I said this was not, this whole episode was gonna be about, but I think it is uh, important to at least address and that there are a lot of ways to change habits. I have enjoyed and resonated with two that I found. Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't mean they're right for everybody. And I think that that's part of this process. If once you become aware enough to know, okay, maybe my problem is, is I'm struggling to change habits, then you have to sort of seek out, okay, well, what do I do? And there's a lot of things to try. Um, the two things that resonated with me back in the day when I had the capacity to actually want to change a habit right now? No, <laughs> I need to, I don't want to. Um, one I really liked, it was um, the idea of The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Mm. Uh, she has a book called The Four Tendencies. That's what I read, I got it from the library. She has an online quiz where you can take the quiz and it's a little bit like a personality test. The idea is to try to assess what kind of person you are, when, how, what you tend to do um, so that you can understand yourself in terms of expectations for yourself, expectations from others. Are you the type of person who says yes to everything? Are you the type of person who wants to research something before you agree to try it or do it? Um, it it's good for not just changing habits, but when it's been a couple years, but when we kind of read through it and figured out who we were, mm -hmm. sort of, right? It's imperfectly you know, done as all personality things are, it kind of made sense to me. I was like, okay, uh, this explains why it is easier for me to uh, get a thing done for somebody else than it is for me to get a thing done for myself. I mean, how many of us have wanted to make a change in our life? Doesn't matter what that change is. I will use uh, weight loss just because I know how common it is among people like me, especially, or <laughs> women of a certain age, people of a certain body type, like pick a thing, I know. And you're like, wait, I can climb a goddamn mountain if somebody else asks me to, but I can't eat fewer bagels because I decided to? Like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> and that is, there's a tendency, I think they called it the obliger. Like you were willing to do for mm. other people, less willing to do for yourself. So outside accountability helps you. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling... I'm feeling some submissive vibes from this, right? <laughs> I can't remember what yours was called, but it was, I, I don't remember, I don't remember anymore, either. but it was the person who wants to research everything and you want to understand yeah. something before you agree to it, before you try it, before you're willing to take it on. And that is 
not a bad thing if you're going to change a habit. If it helps you to understand the mm -hmm. why of this and how this is beneficial and what your best options are, okay. If that will, if working within your personality type will help you make the changes you want to make, then that's what I liked about the four tendencies. Four tendencies, Gretchen Rubin, link is in the places. It's not the only way to do that. There are lots of people out there who talk about figuring out who you are and how you're kind of wired and what speaks to you and mm -hmm. then working with that reality to accomplish all kinds of things, right? It's like, I, I am in a, a strange uh, place in the social media algorithms where they're feeding me a lot of ADHD content. I have questions, but it's okay. <laughs> and I have heard this a million times from all kinds of people with ADHD where they're like, please stop telling me to just use a planner to stay organized because gee, like I hadn't thought of that and tried that 10 million times. It's for many people of all kinds of, you know, all kinds of neurodivergencies, certain methods just aren't going to work. So figuring out who you are and what works for how you think and how you feel and how your brain's wired and all that will give you a better chance of changing those habits. Mm -hmm. I've mentioned the four tendencies because it spoke to me and that is the only reason why. <laughs> the other one that spoke to me and I found her online and then I think I read her book and then I got her journal. Uh, she had like a fill out daily journal thing. Somebody sent it to me as a present. It was great. Um, it's called The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Mm -hmm. Mel Robbins has a, a, a pretty good social media presence. I, I follow her mostly on Instagram. She's very sort of like motivational, uplifting, and no nonsense. It will not work for everybody, okay? <laughs> because at no point does she say, uh, some of us have bad days and some of us have, you know, mental um, illnesses and physical disabilities and that makes this harder. She's that one that's like, you can do the thing. And sometimes you're like, I cannot do the thing, Mel Robbins. I need you to shut the hell up. So she won't be for everybody. But the five second rule was fascinating for changing mm -hmm. habits, even though it was very awkward and I could not keep up the habit of using the five second rule. Five second rule is based on, way paraphrasing here. You, if you're interested, go get the book and read it for yourself to get the actual definition. But basically it's about interrupting your brain patterns of doing the thing you always do or in the way she always talks about it, sort of that self-talk of I can't really do it and interrupting it that to sort of jar yourself out of these former patterns you've just developed. It's great. If it works for you, it can be great for ha changing habits. I used it when I wanted to start waking up early on purpose. I have since moved on from that desire mm -hmm. and it felt really weird, but it did kind of work. So what she says is you set your alarm, let's say to get up early and that's a new habit you're forming, but your old habit is to always just hit snooze, right? Like over and over again. She says, before you hit snooze and you do have to have a conscious thought of this and you are developing a habit in order to break habits, there's a little inception kind of thing going on. You stop, alarm goes off. Your first thought is, fuck, I don't wanna get up. I'm about to hit snooze. You stop and you count down audibly, five, four, three, two, one. And in her thinking that disrupts that ha habitual action. And now you're consciously aware and you can make the conscious decision. I did it for a while. And for me, it actually worked. It was mm -hmm. weird as fuck to just stop what I was doing, go five, four, three, two, one. And that is why I could not keep the habit. I felt too awkward. I could uh. never make that feel natural, but the concept of it made sense to me. So that is one. There is a third book that I really wanna read that's so hyped up online and I hope <laughs> it can live up to the hype. It will be deeply disappointing if 
actually cannot. And it's a book called Atomic Habits by hmm. James Clear. Yeah. Um, it's about small changes to create bigger habitual changes. I would love to read that book and see if it actually works. And then of course, try to apply it to power exchange. So maybe that'll mm -hmm. be when we talk about how to change habits in a future episode. Um, those are things I've used. Have you used anything specific? Not, not really. I think I've, for me, it's when it comes to making change, I have to make it important enough for me to want. Does that make any sense? Nah. Sorry, we got quiet because our yeah. um, uh, hate speech and graphic violence. Yes. Ooh. Hmm. Okay, there we go. We're removing people who uh, are hijacking our uh, yeah. live stream chat. Sorry, y'all, for that uh, interruption. I just happened to look back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so. Oof. Yeah, that was bad. Um, so, yeah, so when it's important enough to you. Yeah. And, you know, you, you mentioned a thing, and I, I believe that um, it's... Um, like anything else, because you, you, it, it's almost like setting a goal. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, yes, you have your, your reach goal, mm -hmm. which is your top goal. But I think in order to do that, you set your reach goal and then you make mini goals. Yes. To, to step. And each, each one brings you closer to that. Mm -hmm. And, it's the same thing with change. If you try to do too much too soon, mm -hmm. it's really going to make it hard. Yeah. Yeah, you overwhelm yourself. You, you overwhelm yourself, and, and it's almost like setting yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So by doing small steps, you, you encourage it, – it's almost like encouraging yourself. Yeah. And giving yourself motivation. Oh, I reached this one and, mm -hmm. and, and now and, and that one brings me closer to this. Mm -hmm. And and it, and I think it, it depends on who you are, how you're wired and also your frame of mind. So I completely agree and have um, definitely um, used that in the past. So I score a bunch of small wins, all the mini goals feel achievable. And I try not to think about the big bad goal, the big bad habit, the big mm -hmm. thing at the end. And if I just do these small things, I'm making progress toward the thing I want. And I get to celebrate all the, the small changes and the small wins and that's fun and exciting. And then there are times where I'm like, wait, I have to do 55 steps to get to that big thing. That's a lot. And I'm overwhelmed just thinking about it. And that is a time when that kind of method or that kind of way of thinking about it will not, um, serve me. And so that's why I, I feel like the conversation about how to change habits is a difficult one and a bigger one than for this episode, because what works for me as an individual today might not work for me six months from now. And what works for me might not work for somebody else. And I think it's really about trying to work with who you are in the moment, instead of trying to jam yourself into this cookie cutter kind of box sort of thing that somebody on the internet is like, if you just do these five steps, you will have the life of your dreams and change all your habits. And they don't say it, but I'll say it. Your power exchange will be perfect. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's rarely that easy um, because 
it, no one single piece of advice fits everybody. And it goes mm -hmm. back to things we've talked about in many other episodes of sort of that introspective know thyself kind of thing. Like get real with who you are. If you know that having a, having to ha create a habit as a dom of having to text certain at a certain time every single day encouragement or to ask questions or to do this and it's like whatever is going to be too overwhelming to you mm -hmm. then it is better to go that's we got to find another way that's going to be too overwhelming to me i'm not going to be able to form that habit yeah. it's not going to work long term uh, what else can we do instead of going, okay, this is what they want. And I can just force myself and I can just make myself do this, even though it's not right for me. And even though it doesn't speak to me, and even though I kind of hate this, that's another thing that gets in the way of changing habits. If you don't really want to do it, it's even harder to literally re rewire your brain to mm -hmm. do the thing. Do we do things all the time that we hate doing and we form a habit around it. Yes, that is how I'm able to wake up before the sun comes up, okay? It was called childbirth and I managed it, <laughs> I finally did it. I hate it and it's now a habit. We do that all the time. It is a harder stretch though in something like a power exchange where you have to actively choose this, right? Like not, yes, you're committed to the other person. Maybe it was a vanilla relationship you're transitioning. Maybe you just met this person, but you have to actively choose to do a thing that's not speaking to you. Like, why are we doing that? We've set ourselves up for a failure at that point. And now everybody's gonna be disappointed. So, trying to learn more about yourself, taking that information, get real with yourself, get introspective, look back at you know the past you and see what worked and what didn't and get real about who you are and then working with that to develop any habit change, but in this case, you know whatever your power exchange is gonna look like, that's gonna be a lot more useful than going, well, I should just do what all the internet people say I should do. And I include ourselves in that as internet people telling you what to do. Um, even though it doesn't work, even though I hate it, even though I've tried it 85 times, like, no. We personalize our relationship to who we are and mm -hmm. our, our kinky needs. Why not personalize the solutions of how to get through life and make changes that we want to have to who we actually are? Like, it, it, it's all the same thing at that point. Um, so, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go back. I'm afraid to go back to my notes because like I'm watching the live stream yeah. chat where a troll just hijacked us and was completely gross. I did report them. I didn't just remove them and reported them. Um, yeah. So I would like to end with a more uh, keep going um, power exchangey kind of uh, part of it and talk about some of the habits. And these are just examples, usually from our um, perspective. Uh, this will not be the end all be all of types of habits that you would have to consider changing in because of power exchange based on whatever you're setting up. Um, one of them we've talked about many times in this episode is just remembering tasks. So as the submissive, it's things you've agreed that you're gonna do as the submissive in your relationship, whether it's things you're doing for yourself or you're doing explicitly for your partner, it's changing the routine and pattern of your day to fit these things in at the time that you agreed to do them or in the way in which you agreed to do them. On the other side of the slash, uh, for dominance, what did you agree to do about these tasks? Did you agree to send a reminder? Did you agree to 
or, or ask that your partner message you or communicate with you in some way to let you know when they had completed a thing. And your job is to respond to that maybe with some, you know, praise or whatever. Um, tasks have two sides to them many, many times. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things in power exchange. It's changing the habit of, I know if I'm, when I was asking for permission to do things when we were in long distance, I had to learn, this isn't about habits, this was just about learning the routines and, and us. I had to learn to ask at the right time so you could see the message in time to give me an answer. Mm -hmm. But you kind of also had to change your habit of being available. Like yeah. you worked in an office and your phone was usually like put away and you weren't looking at it or your email was not up and you weren't looking at it. But here I was going, I'm going to be asking for permission. I'm going to be letting you know what's going on. And so your habit to change was to have the communication device that made sense for whatever we were doing available right. so you could do that for me. Yes. That's a ha an example of a habit to change as a dominant. Um, the other one that kind of goes along with that that we just talked about was um, following up with partners. Like if you've never had the experience uh, in previous relationships of checking in regularly or especially as a dom going, hey, you know, we agreed that you would do this thing. How's that going? Did you do it? Whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. That is a, a habit to form. As a submissive, if I tell you I did a thing or I finished a thing and I need to let you know or I have questions, I have to get used to on both a communication skill level and a comfort level, but also a habit of remembering that you're there and you're in charge. Look, <laughs> before I found kink and power exchange, I didn't ask no damn body for no fucking thing. I did my own damn thing. I was confused most of the time. I was indecisive a lot of the time. I really wish there was somebody in charge, like an actual person in charge and not just me. But I also didn't have to do that. So to learn how to defer to a partner and, um, follow up and let you know and ask for permission. Those were absolutely habits to change. It was exciting at first, and then there were times it was less exciting and uh, I was tired and it was harder to remember. Um, and then another one that was on my mm -hmm. list, um, which is actually practicing communication skills and maintaining yeah. communication skills. Communication is it's a lot of things. It's about comfort. It's about trust. It's about um, figuring out the, the best way to say something so it's going to be received by the person that you're talking to. But it is also a habit. Mm -hmm. We have, even now, we fall into bad habits. How many, I was in a 12-year relationship where if I didn't feel listened to, I just finally stopped fucking talking. I had nothing to say because you weren't listening to me. And even though that is not your style, and I know that 99.9% .9 of the time, you are there for me, you're gonna listen, you will hear me, whatever. If I get that vibe and I'm tired and I'm mm -hmm. stressed and I'm angry, I'm gonna default back to old behavior. I'm gonna default back to old patterns because that's what I quote, know. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's not because, oh, I haven't rewired my brain. Sometimes that's a sort of a defense mechanism. Like yeah. there's a lot of reasons we do things, but when, if, as, what are words? I don't know. If in your power exchange, communication is the thing one or both of you is having to relearn and you find that you or your partner default into old patterns in tough times, that's something that has to be worked through. You still need practice, you gotta talk mm -hmm. about it. You gotta work, you gotta like deal with it. But 
if, again, most things in general are mostly good between you, if you have it in you, I would say offer a little grace for that person to understand that that's probably an old habit. That's an old pattern. Maybe it's a bad tape rearing its ugly mm -hmm. head every time. And it doesn't happen very often, but every time I've had to tell JB, uh, hello, I am not, insert name of his ex-wife here, uh, it's because he's talking to me as if I am yeah. because something has happened that's making him remember a past relationship experience that was not good. And he's responding to that past experience and not to the person in front of him and the truth in front of him, who I actually am. And so I'm a lot more aware of yeah. that than I used to be. And I will, in my most respectful, if you lean in real hard and squint your eyes, voice, and <laughs> yeah. let him know not to do that shit. Thank you very much, okay? Um, and so the way we communicate with mm -hmm. our partners is, like I said, a lot of things, but it's also habit. So yeah. if you're struggling with your communication and you keep going back to old patterns that don't serve you and you don't want to be doing it, but you find yourself doing it, think of it as a habit that you have to break and you have to yeah. retrain yourself. Can you think of any? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I know speaking for myself, um, I am a extremely routine-oriented person. Uh -huh. Do not mess with my routines. I, yeah, I know. Okay, oh, my God, right? I know. See? You know, I, I have a very set way of going about things, and that's how I like it. <laughs> well, yeah. this past month has taught me different. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say that you need to learn to be fluid. And it's hard. And it is, it is difficult. It is very difficult. Um, I, I am finding I am having to do things differently than normal, mm -hmm. <laughs> so to speak, you know, mm -hmm. air, air quotes. And that, that challenged me because, you know, I, I, for a while there I, I had this mindset, you know, oh, I, I, can't, I can't do this because I'm not going to be able to do the way I do and, and this and that and 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 no what what i'm learning is is to be fluid and to be open and and look for other opportunities to do things that need to be done it doesn't help that you happen to have a very loving submissive who will be the first to go we gonna have to find another way you can't always do it the way you've been doing it she said in the most <laughs> respectful tone yeah. yeah and i i think that again it's about it's about working with who you are um, and being willing to, in your case, ex expand and push those boundaries a little bit and get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ch yeah, you, ooh, you are, you are very routine oriented. Yeah. And a lot of the stress we sometimes have is you can't do the things in the way at the you, time at the time in the yeah. order right and i'm over here going i know i know i know and i'm a, i'm such a people pleaser and i want to find solutions i'm like but what if we do this and what if we do that and what if we do this um i real quick because this wasn't in my notes but it's kind of a thought that came to me is there is also the other side of forming habits that 
probably needs its own episode as well. And mm-hmm. that is forming habits or learning things and doing things that do not serve you as the individual, but you find yourself doing, you think in service to the person or the relationship, but they harm you. So I'm a people pleaser from way the fuck back. I will, if I, as long as I truly either care about the person, Mm -hmm. because once I stop caring about you, (laughs) fuck you. Um, Or I have something, there's something about a perceived um, amount of authority coming from that other person. In those two situations, I will bend over backwards and break myself to make that other person happy to satisfy that other person. And sometimes it's great in a relationship where the other person is doing it back for you, but not always, because if I'm harming myself and getting into those kinds of habits where I'm not speaking up for myself, I'm not seeing to my own needs, I'm not advocating Mm -hmm. for myself, I'm um, ignoring my needs in service of another person, that is, that is a habit like anything else's, and that is a very difficult habit to break. And for some of us, it's a very easy habit to get into. Because if I think it will smooth over uh, rocky waters and it will make the people around me happier and it will, you know, people will not look at me disapprovingly or people, you know, the people that it, it matters in my mind um, will like me better or whatever, whatever, whatever. I will do things I don't need to be doing and then they become a habit and then I think that's normal and then I struggle to break that habit. If you know that about yourself and you are in the process of trying to unlearn and undo that and it's hard, there's a lot of reasons it's hard and that's one of them because that's a habit you developed. Mm-hmm. Um, I still worry I'm gonna get in quote trouble uh, for you know saying, no, I can't do that and you know not giving any explanation and just, Mm-hmm. No being a full sentence and, and moving on because the people pleaser part of me is like, but but you're you're supposed to wreck yourself in service of others. Isn't that how this works? No. And uh, that is true. Yes. When you're a submissive, I don't, I'm not wrecking myself in service to JB. I am giving of myself, but I am benefiting as well. I'm not giving more than I have to give. I am not giving to my own detriment. You would not let me, right. thank God. Um, <laughs> and there's a fine line there as well. And that is really a whole other conversation because we probably could talk about the ple- people-pleasing aspect of things. I really should be making notes about these <laughs> episode ideas I've got. Um, but everything we do, regardless of the 10 million reasons why we do it and where it comes from and what it's a response to, once you do it often enough, you've created a habit. And even the things you really don't like about yourself are are like, this is a negative. I should not be doing this. But also why is it so hard to change? Partly because it's a habit. Other reasons uh, for those who've had like trauma and really negative experiences and and you recognize what got you there, I'm not qualified to help you. When you have access, if you have access, please seek like professional help for that to actually work through that. But understand that part of that is a habit you've built. And sometimes, I mean, I still have habits that they were protective. I was protecting myself as a kid and I'm still doing them even though I don't need them anymore. Hmm. But they, it goes back to what you said earlier. There's a comfort in even the worst habit. Like the thing you know you should not be doing. You're like, this is so awful for me. But wow, this is too easy and this is familiar. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like, okay, the blanket is shitty and filled with holes and probably has a bug crawling on it. But I kind of can tell myself it's keeping me warm at night. So I'll put this comfortable 
air quote, comfortable blanket around me of this shitty, shitty habit I have. Even as the rest of my brain is screaming at me, why are you doing this? You are hurting yourself in the process. And those parts of us, we bring that into power exchange. They don't automatically go away just because we went, guess what? Now I'm a submissive. Now I'm a dominant. We do things different. It doesn't go away. All my old traumas and problems and bad habits and coping mechanisms, they're gone now because power exchange fixes everything. Quite frankly, power exchange amplifies everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get to, to see some of the best parts of people in power exchange, but as an individual, you also have to face some of the worst parts of both yourself and other people. Like, what are your worst habits? Not ever communicating? Yeah, I had that habit. That's not going to fly in power exchange. You're going to have to get over it if you want a healthy right. power exchange relationship. So that's why I want to talk about it. It's just there's... All the things we do have all kinds of reasons why we do them. They come from all kinds of places. They serve or don't serve it for all kinds of reasons and also their habits. And they they help our power exchange and they fuck up our power exchange. <laughs> so, ta-da. Okay, right. let me check my notes. I don't think I left anything out. I did not. You did not. I did not. Um, all the links we mentioned and the little bit of resources that we kind of mentioned, the links will be in all the places if anybody wants to explore. Um, I'm going to need a scrap piece of paper in a minute to jot down all these <laughs> topic ideas I had so we can actually get back to them later. Um, and I might need somebody to remind me <laughs> what they were. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for this one. This okay. is such a big topic. We could we can't dive into all of the particulars. Yeah. yeah. So, are we good? I don't know. I'll let others decide. Okay. Okay. Keep Keep it kinky, kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets? No. Why not? Because I have something to say to the crickets first. Okay. Well, good. That, I'll write notes down. That is, is very important. Okay. And and they need to know this. Okay. So, everybody. The, the that clicking is, sound is my pen in the back. That, that's her writing. <laughs> um, so, for all you folks watching or listening, I just wanted to let you all know that as of this recording, in, in a couple days, Saturday... October 30th, to be exact, this wonderful person sitting next to me. Who's glaring into the camera because she realized what's happening. Mm, imagine that. She will be celebrating another trip around the sun. Yup. They haven't uh, kicked me out of the racetrack for it yet. So this, on, on, on this coming Saturday, October 30th, please reach out. And, and wish this wonderful person a very happy birthday. I have to not complain too much because I blow up social media on and around your birthday. Yeah. But <laughs> I was literally not even thinking about my birthday. I'm at that point in life now. Also, just the stress part of our life I'm certainly not thinking about my birthday right now <laughs> I was like what the fuck is he talking about oh, oh yeah and yeah. then I couldn't be mad because I was like oh I know what I do in July when it's right, my birthday right, can right. we back up a little bit because yes yeah, Saturday October 30th I will be turning 42 mm-hmm. I will now be 
the answer to life and everything. We need to watch that movie. Life, I think. the universe, and everything. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine, fine. If you ever wonder why I do not care about Halloween, that's why. My birthday's the day before. That's the, the more important national holiday, right? Anyway, prior to that, the day before the podcast goes live for podcast listeners, the day after we've recorded this live stream and video, is our wedding anniversary. Yeah. So, like, hello, power exchange people who tell you how we think you could have a happy healthy power exchange. <laughs> Maybe we should celebrate because the wedding was important to us. <coughs> Weddings are not universally important to all people. It's fine. But the wedding was important to us. It was the first time we showed our face on pictures on our website. Yes, yeah. we showed pictures from our wedding. Mm-hmm. I had the coolest purple dress. Mm-hmm. It was so fucking cool. And it was wearing comfortable shoes. I felt fucking adorable. Um, <laughs> what are we doing for our anniversary, you ask? Uh, going to a marching band competition. Because mm. it's a Thursday and the kid's mm. marching on a field and one of us will be there going, Woo, you're my friend. <laughs> Hold that instrument. <laughs> no, you're right from your left. Yeah. That, okay, that'll be me. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Yeah. Now, this year is a weird year for all of that. Like, mm-hmm. on one level, it should have been a better year because now that the whole family's vaccinated, we feel, and numbers have declined slightly in our area, we feel a little bit more comfortable going yeah. out and, like, sitting in a restaurant now than we ever did before. So, yay, we should be able to do that. But also, the universe went, look, you got to have a really good run for several years. Uh, the, it's time for the Wheel of Fortune to go the other way now. <laughs> Enjoy the ride down. So it's like we're not thinking about celebrating. Um, my mom is coming to town for the mm-hmm. weekend. Um, we have already the, it's, I always refer to them as the sisters. It's my mom and her sister, my aunt and myself. It's basically us and then the people we married. That's how we have a family. Uh, mm-hmm. That's all that's left. Uh, so the sisters and I have already coordinated all of the food for three days. Yeah. Because of course we have. We all know what we're eating because that's important in this life. Um, that's all I know. Uh, when, when my mom comes to visit and the sisters and I get together, we can literally sit in whichever house we're in, our house or my aunt's house in the kitchen or the dining room for eight hours and just talk. Like we'll get up cause our butt hurts from sitting in the same seat. Mm-hmm. You know, my uncle will probably go read a book or take a nap. You'll get on the computer or take a nap or pet the dog. The, the kids are off in a corner on the internet somewhere, but the three of us, we will literally spend eight hours each day just talking. That's what we do. I know you're shocked that I could talk for eight hours nonstop. Uh, I get that from somewhere. It's genetic. Yeah. Um, but like presents or celebrate, like, nah, nah, nah. Just my mom's coming to visit. That's all that matters. We've organized the food mm-hmm. <laughs> for three days. It's fine. It's fine. So, yeah. Maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, poor podcast listeners will try to answer this and I won't be able to hear you. So I'm going to rely on uh, live stream folks. I talked about doing an episode on how to change your habits, especially after I finally read Atomic Habits. I talked about doing an episode on the fact that DS is a power change, is a balancing act, balancing your needs versus mm-hmm. mine, balancing. What was the other one? There was a third mm. one. And I don't remember what I said anymore. So if anybody remembers, just like jot that in the chat. Or, you know, talk to us on social if you're listening on the podcast Mm. later. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Now, 
He never actually gave me permission, but may I talk to the crackouts? Now you may talk to the crickets. Thank you. I got nothing to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had something oh, to please. say. Oh, please. The dog, Lola's fine. The yeah. cats are fine. I watched Onyx and Ella nose boop today. Yeah. With no swiping. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. was great. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. There was something else. Oh, you have a motorcycle update. Yeah. It's a sad one. I um, hadn't heard from the shop that had my bike. Been there, what, about two weeks now? Uh, Probably two and a half, three weeks. Okay. And, We're at the um, one-month mark of you getting hit by a literal true. fucking car. So. And um, I, I had to go out yesterday morning, so I decided to take a run by the shop. And... Uh, you know, kind of get an update on where they were and what, what was happening. Uh, as it turned out, I walked in, the owner was like, oh, so glad to see you. We have to talk. All oh, the dreaded we have to talk. Yeah. We all know that yeah. doesn't sound good ever, ever. And uh, he then printed out some paperwork and started going over line by line everything that they have found with the bike. Um Turns out a lot more than cosmetic damage. Uh, radiator uh, took a hit. Gas tank? Gas tank was ruptured. And also the engine itself uh, cracked and leaking oil. So from the original, what, $1,200 or so that uh, the insurance estimated? 1800 I think, 18, was there. 2000 was something like that, yeah. Okay. Uh, what the um, insurance estimated that they were willing to pay for repairs um, with everything that the shop has found going on with the bike at this point brought the total of repairs up to $9,800. And how much is the bike actually worth? Um, the, the shop owner looked it up for me. The NADA value of the bike is $3,600. So... Now we're just waiting for the insurance to catch up and go, oh, yeah. we will not be repairing that. Here is a right. little bit of money for your bank. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the bike news is bah, bah, bah. not, not uh, good. Not good. Uh, in other news on the car, because if you recall, that was also in an accident on October 15th. Yeah. Um, we have found a body shop that has good reviews, was very pleasant to talk to and deal with on the phone, that has an opening to work on our car to fix it, November 15th. Yeah. Uh, not January, which is what they told us last week, the current body shop. Mm -hmm. um, what That is not official because they are using our estimate to make sure they can actually get the parts in. That is what would delay it for them. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, they put us penciled us into their schedule uh, to start fixing the car on November 15th. Now, after this experience, I'll be very curious to see what happens when they actually get under the hood. Well, what's yeah. left of the hood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and see if they find anything else wrong and how that affects things. But better than January, November. And yeah. she was very apologetic on the phone. She was like, I'm so sorry. It's such a long wait. I'm like, no, you do not understand. Well, January was one other shop at. you talked to, <laughs> they they were willing to take the car too, but 
it wouldn't be until after Mardi Gras mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, they could mm-hmm. start work on it. Mardi Gras. I went, mm. and then he was like, but you can send me pictures of the car. Let me see what we're looking at. Maybe I can do it sooner. And I was like, okay. And I was like, but in my head, I'm like, I got a list. Let me go to the next number. <laughs> and if, if that had been my best off- offer, I'd have sent the pictures and found yeah. out. But this person was like, mm, we can, if we can get mm-hmm. the cards, we can start November 15th. Done. Sold. Put me down in the books. Now I'm just waiting for a call or an email to say if that is confirmed. Yeah. So that's the car update. Mm -hmm. In other news, because the universe, like I said, it just kind of went, look, you had a good run. It's time to go the other way. You'll get another good run later. It's fine. Um, That belief is the only thing keeping me going. Okay. (laughs) Um, I get a text from the 16-year-old who is just having a rough October. He texted me yesterday. He says, Mom, I've lost my wallet. I cannot find it. He's on yeah. a college campus because he takes uh, college courses as well as high school classes. He goes, I have gone here and here and here. And I'm like, okay, we'll go here and here and here and go talk to these people. And he did all that and he can't find it. So because he was like trying to get back to the high school campus to go to that class, I called the bank on his um, account, which I thought like, one, he's a minor. Two, it's a high school checking account that I was the controller of that account, but apparently not. Because I called. I'm like, hmm. I need to report this debit card. Thankfully, he didn't have any cash in his wallet. I was like, I need to report this debit card lost. Uh, my child lost his wallet. Um, and they're like, okay, well, we can t- you know, turn it off and make sure like nobody can use it mm-hmm. if it gets found. Freeze whatever. the card. Yeah. Freeze the card, whatever. But we cannot replace the card just because you're on the phone with us. The account holder has to call. And the woman understood what she was saying to me. She's like, yes, I know he's a minor. I understand. He has to call and order a new card. And then we will happily send him a new debit card. And I'm like, okay, fine. Um, And I'm like, what else did you have in that wallet? And he was like, my college ID, my driver's license. I was like, oh, God. So he goes back to campus on Thursday. He's going to double check again because I'm hoping we don't have to replace his license. But if we have to replace his license, I guess that's what I'm doing on Friday. (sighs) Yeah. 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 So it's been a wild one. Um, I am doing some medical stuff. It's all fine. Nothing like drastically wrong with me. But some medical stuff that um, I'm trying to get scheduled, which will be uh, like a, a surgery. Uh, and I'm trying desperately to schedule it because I don't know how, I don't know how to have a good time during our break at the end of the year over the holidays. Mm. Cause I'm like, you know what? I think my entire family should have to take care of me for anywhere from two to six weeks over the holidays. <laughs> Cause that's a Merry Christmas <laughs> <laughs> because I'm trying not to do it when we need to be packing up, uh, orders and getting them the fuck out the door. Yeah. So, um, That'll be coming up. Uh, not much to say about that right now because it's medical stuff. So, you know. But, yeah. So, that that's going on at mm-hmm. the same time. Um, it's, I feel like Mr. Toad's wild ride is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's. It's. it's uh, it, it, it has been a wild month. So, no, we're not making any changes to our power exchange no. or, or our life or our nope. routines more nope. than the universe requires us to do. Mm-hmm. To just that, that's, that's quite enough at this point. No. Nope. And nope. like I said earlier, kind of leaning on what we got going and, and what we're doing and, and, and <laughs> enjoying that. 
aspect of it. And keeping yourself caffeinated. Yeah. Lots of coffee being drunk around here. So, that's uh, for me, I'm sure. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's been uh, interesting. And, uh, you know, I did last night, I did, last night was, was the munch. Yeah, and that was, so that was the weird thing because... The night of your accident was the month you go to every yeah. month. And that was how we we were like, oh, shit, it's exactly a month. And even though you were not on the motorcycle, obviously, mm-hmm. you were in a car and a, a decent-sized one that can maybe protect you. If something yeah. bad happened, we were both very nervous for you to it, leave. It, it, was, it was a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. And and especially coming home, Oh yeah, it, it, it was a very um, awkward feeling. When I when I passed the spot where the accident occurred, I can imagine we you and I still haven't driven driven Jesus driven yeah taken the car I don't know what words are we haven't gone out there mm-hmm. together in daylight yeah. to look yeah. yeah so it 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 was it was a an odd feeling at at the you know best mm-hmm. way to put it when I uh, passed that oh yeah particular spot I again you were in a you were in the car and i was still i was like on edge so when i was like okay, mm-hmm. text you, when, you did not text me when you got there by the way which put me on edge but you did text <laughs> me when you were on your way home yeah and then and this was a strange thing i didn't i didn't think i would think about it um you texted me you were leaving mm-hmm. and that took me back to the month before where you had done the same thing and i was getting the youngest ready for bed helping him get ready for bed and sitting like on the couch over i look at my phone and it was about the same time that you had called me from the ambulance last month. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> this, is, this is eerie to kind of be mm-hmm. aware of the time and remembering. Yeah. And so then I was, I kind of just stayed where I was. And I, cause we have a big front window in our living room that looks at the street and I can always see when you're pulling up. And I just sort of sat there and watched <laughs> and waited for you to pull up and I'm like, okay. He's home. No more. No more calls from the back of an ambulance. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you you needed to go do it. Just like mm-hmm. whenever you finally get a new bike, however long that takes. Yeah. You'll need to kind of get out on it. Right. But also, yeah, we'll, we'll just be nervous mm-hmm. that first time. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a wild ride, but we're here and mm-hmm. we're keeping our sense of humor and we're staying mm-hmm. caffeinated. So that's and, all you can uh, do. You know, I've just been. Grinding away out in the shop. Man, I'll say this. You have put your energy into the shop. Like, I don't mean like he cares about it. I mean, like, I do this too. When I'm stressed out, I work through stressful times. Like, mm-hmm. I just go focus on that. And you, every day you're like, here's another stack of like a dozen paddles. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, I'll never complain about your process efficiency or speed in making product again. <laughs> you're like, here's 35 slapsticks. Thanks. Here's this intricate, hitty thing I made. Okay, how many kind of those can I get? Like, I don't want you to be stressed. I want life to be easy for you. I want you to have all the finer things in life. But also, I am here for this productivity right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And all those things yeah. can be found at thekinkery.com. Use coupon code one year to save ten percent off now through the end of the month. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we. We need to stop. Yep. We don't need to stop. Well, we don't even want to stop. Mm. We got to stop because uh, the kids get out of school early today and you knew that. Yeah, I got to go, go chasing chasing a kid. So yep. thanks for being here. Um, hopefully this mm-hmm. was uh, the habits part of the conversation was 
gave you something to think about, some yeah. a new way to look at maybe old problems. Um, if anybody remembers uh, the third uh, topic idea that I threw out there, uh, let me know because I can't remember mm. what it was. Um, but yeah, I guess that's it for us. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Thanks, y'all. Thanks um, for being with us and mm-hmm. listening to us and hanging out with us. And... Especially if you're here to this point. Holy shit, right? y'all. <laughs> we love y'all. We will talk to y'all soon. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.